A quick story before we get started with Peter Uline. I ran into Emiliano Grillo on the Chipping Green this week, and he tracked me down, got my attention, and said, hey, saw another video from Scratch there kicking your ass. Uh, the most recent video of Scratch's adventures in golf takes them to a some crevice, some ravine that they play through in Nepal. They weren't even supposed to do it to be at. It is awesome. Be sure to check it out. And then also a bit later in the show, we're going to talk a bit about Callaway's Golf Live series. Uh, their, their profile of Arian Foster and rap legend Scarface is really, really good stuff. So, uh, But for now, let's get to the podcast with Peter Uline. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. That's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything different. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Uh, Recircling, you're 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 entering an elite club of two-time visitors. Yeah, Mr. Peter Uline, we're here in Malaysia. Uh, how much has changed since February when we last spoke? Well, a lot. I feel like you know I'm playing on the PGA Tour now, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's uh, a little bit of a change. A little different. But. So you were you were a late addition to the field this week. Mm-hmm. You how's how's that process work? Padraig Harrington withdrew. Yeah, you re- you like apply for a sponsor's exemption. You just received an invite from the sponsor. How's that work? Yeah, I was um, I was fully planning on going and playing in Italy this week. Uh, played playing in Napa last week and um, just kind of heard. I, I I had asked for a spot, didn't get it. Um, fair enough. And um, then they said, "Hey, Harrington might be pulling out. You know, do you still want it?" And I said, yeah, "Absolutely." You know, um, I've been out here a few times and I like the course. And I figured it was just a you know, it was perfect to... And you travel, bro. Yeah, I'm good at it. <laughs> I'm used to it by now. Um, so, yeah, I figured it was perfect. And, um, yeah, I can't really say no to these events, can you? Well, I was going to say, are you at the point where you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're where you are currently with your PGA Tour status, you're not turning down any, any invitation you get? Or no, any I, I wouldn't really... There aren't many events if I can get into, I'm going to turn down. Right. Just because I haven't played them. I want to play them. Right. I've seen them on TV. I want to play them. And, um yeah, the fact that they're all big purse really kind of help. Right, know, no cut. Like, yeah. You guys love no cut. Yeah, it amazes me how much yeah. you guys like. The, one of the first things you guys mention is no cut. My my final five events now are no cuts. Just Christmas bonus money. <laughs> <laughs> so it's unbelievable. Next week is absurd. I mean, yeah. did you apply for a spot in Korea? Yeah. Well, not really. I was going to. I was going to ask, but then I was told Alex Noren didn't get one. And I'm sure uh, that surprises you. you know, top ten player <laughs> in the world. <laughs> you know, it doesn't didn't get a spot, so I was like, all right, maybe maybe I could hold off for that because I'm in China anyway. So I figured I, I could take go home next week. You're so yeah, you're gonna go from Malaysia. You're gonna yeah. go back to Florida and then fly to China. Yeah, explain that one to me. You could go to like Thailand and chill for like a week on the beach. I know. Well, we'd be gone. Your girlfriend is looking at you right now, like, yeah. why aren't we doing this, Pete? <laughs> well, we have we have. Uh, I don't want to be on the road for seven weeks, A. And we have two dogs. Would it be seven weeks? Yeah, Napa, oh. here, week off, four in a row. Okay. So All right, that's fair. I didn't really want to do that. And we have two dogs at home. We got to go back and see. Okay. We, they pretend to like us. So fair it makes enough. Us happy. What is, so guys seem to kind of get excited for this event. 
Yeah. What so explain kind of what and that's why I, part of the reason why I wanted to come over to this stretch was mm. see what these things what these events are all about. Can you explain in, in your own words kind of what the appeal is of other than the no cut thing we've already <laughs> talked about, what the appeal is of this kind of Asian swing? I think it it gets guys off to a good start in the fall. I think that really kind of helps. And I was you know, I was chatting to Morgan Hoffman. I think he's just playing this week, next week, and then not playing the rest of the fall. So mm. it gives guys yeah an opportunity to to get some FedEx Cup points up while not really while after kind of finishing a long season get some FedEx Cup points off and then shut down for a little bit and get ready for you know Hawaii or California or whatever so so it's almost like you do the Asian swing or the U.S. like there's three events three U.S. events three Asian events so you kind of choose one is that right exactly I think that's kind of the the perk of it so I think guys will uh you know play these and then just kind of shut down for the rest of the year so it's it's it, it, it is the common word it just seems like christmas bonus christmas money that's kind of what it is because <laughs> it almost uh, to you guys it doesn't feel like a new season i'm sure you just kind of the shutdown really happens in december essentially and then you pick back up in january right so yeah, you're was, trying to feed off momentum you got going and yeah. are you exhausted at all i was it's funny i was i was out playing at uh i was out at the bears club before i went out to napa and with love mark and uh with tway and they're both both on track men hitting and it's just you know the ball speeds way down there's like it's power really outage, off speed off season power outage <laughs> that's what they kept saying the whole time wow the power speed it decreases that much well, kind of I, I guess season. they were i mean i mean kind of it's you just finish a really long season right you know and it's like yeah these are obviously big events but you're kind of you know you're a little tired you're yeah. a little exhausted so you can see that guys may be kind of a bit more sluggish this week than usual does it feel more like uh i need to play in this time or is this something like you really you're you're excited to be playing at this time. It, it's it's different yeah. for you probably with you being a new PJ Tour member. But yeah, it's totally different for me. But um, no, I, I think I need to be playing just because you know it's obviously new. It's nice to get some points up early, and then obviously I have a big finish coming over in Europe or coming up in Europe. So um, I still need to almost feel like I'm still I'm revving back up kind of thing. Whereas guys seem to be you know they might just be winding down or shutting down a little bit. So you so. you mentioned the the big finish you have coming up in Europe. What is, I mean, obviously that's the race to Dubai. Mm-hmm. You are now a PGA tour member also. So it's kind of, you're in a weird, yeah. you're in the next PGA tour season. You're in yeah. the current, I guess, <laughs> European tour system. So when you, when you say you have a big finish coming up, what's like the main goal to finish for finishing out the European tour season? You, you, if you finish top 10 that, you know, that, uh, I think that gets you into the open and gets you into Mexico. Um, are you in the open yet? Yeah, I think I think cause I'm I think I'm 15th or 16th right now, so I think I'll be in it, or I think top 30 might or top 20 might get okay. open. I don't know. So, um, but if yeah. you finish, the we're going to get to how you don't know how the yeah. system works. I'm very, very shortly. <laughs> I'm really not good. Um, but no, I think so. But it's just they're big, they're big events, big world ranking points, and uh, obviously big money. So if you finish inside the top 10, I think you get a nice like big bonus, and then if you've um, I think if you just finish inside top 15, you get into Mexico, which would be huge for me because that counts towards both tours for next year, which be which is ideal. So um, the less I kind of have to kind of globe hop a little bit, the better for me for next year if I'm going to try and play both tours. So um, that was the next question. Yeah, so well, what what go. is what is your plan for your, for kind of going forward now that you have a PGA Tour card? Yeah. And we're going to get into how that happened, what the strategy was behind that. But going forward. How are you going to make out your schedule? Do you do you plan to to maintain both cards? I do. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think there's I don't think you can really just fully drop over in Europe with the events they have now with the, that Rolex series. I mean, they are really good events. You know, Wentworth and uh, French Open, Irish Open, Scottish Open. Um, 
unfortunately I had to miss this week at Italian Open, but when they're they're getting them bigger and stronger and fields are getting better, money's getting bigger, so it makes it, you know, just so much more enticing. So I'll definitely um I'll definitely try and keep you know, I'll I'll definitely play both tours, get you know, both um get as many starts as I can really kind of worldwide and uh and try and try and go about it that way. So I don't think I'd ever really fully abandon the European tour with, with how good it's gotten with the events. So how did you, let's hypothetically, why did you choose Malaysia this week over Italy then? Like if this was Napa versus Italy, would you have gone to Italy? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's like maybe. the no cut yeah. limited field thing was it's part of the for, reason. It's for, it, cause I'm part FedEx. of, I, I have, yeah, FedEx and yeah. I get, and I get re-ranked. So if I'm, if I'm basically the way I looked at it is like, man, if explain I, what that means to people that don't understand. So, um, they have a re. I think they. Have, hmm, you're asking the wrong guy. I know. I screwed that up. <laughs> Mostly because I don't fully know what yeah, it, how it works. That's why I asked you. But. I think off of off of my category because I'm under the web category. Um, it's based on how many points you make. Then I think you get re-ranked. So if somebody has a really good fall, they'll they'll pretty much jump me. Yeah. If, if they make more points, if that makes sense. So they'll be next on the entry list. So for me, you know, I was I was for me only really playing Napa and HSBC sacrificing where guys are going out maybe playing five times in the fall you know it kind of puts me at a little bit of a disadvantage right. so that's why when i got the spot here it was like well that makes it a no-brainer because then it helps me get more points up that way i can still kind of stay up on top of the re-rank so i can get into all the west coast events and and things like that and then be able to kind of play out where i want okay so that makes it easier okay um so what you missed the cut last week in napa did it feel you've played pga tour events a lot in the past did it feel mm-hmm. different being out there for the first time as a pga tour member was it a different kind of pressure a different kind of you did it not feel like you were like on a guest spot essentially yes and no um that was only i think the third golf course in california i've ever played really? i played more courses in malaysia than i've played in california <laughs> so i'd never really putted on poena greens before and i just really really struggled on them and i feel like i've been asking everybody this week like talking about poena right. just saying just trying to pick everybody's brains on like what they do and things like that. So, cause I know the West coast obviously is all Poe. So, um, that, uh, that was just kind of what it was, you know, but I mean, it was a great golf course and really cool week, chill vibe week, a lot of concerts at night and obviously the wine was really good. So, um, is it that was, why you missed the cut and the wine was no, too good? No, 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 I wish, <laughs> but, uh, no, I just, I had no idea what I was doing on the greens, <laughs> but, uh, no, it, uh, it, it, yeah, I was glad I played. It was it really was a really cool event, but it was nice to be a part. I still haven't gotten any of my credentials, so I'm still basically having to go get my photo and say I'm a part. But I'm, at least I feel like I'm a part of the tour now, right. which is nice. So when you when you were on the pod in February, it kind of, I was I know a lot of people walked away from that kind of surprised at how much you talked about how much you loved the European tour, that you weren't like in a hurry to get back to the PGA tour, and you know you just kind of really enjoying traveling the world and seeing and the experiences you got out of the European tour. And it sounds like you still want kind of keep that mm-hmm. as part of your your life and your career. But this summer, I run into you in England, <laughs> and you just like sneak in the conversation <laughs> that you're planning on going to the web final. Yeah. So so what changed as far as your approach towards the PGA tour? Um, it's funny we were in. Uh, I got a spot in Puerto Rico this year, so I guess that was April time. Yeah, so April time, and uh, so I top 10 there, got into Houston. So Sunday morning was bad weather, and they sent us out, I think, 7.30. They were trying to get everybody done by 2 o'clock or 1 o'clock or whatever. So, you know, we're second group off or something off one, and um, 
I was, I think Luke Donald was right around me. Keegan was like right in front of me and Hoff was right next to, you know, he was, we were all very close. We were all talking about getting home that night. So, um, you know, after the round, we, you know, we all fly home together and get home and, you know, we're home, you know, home, I think Sunday night having dinner. And I just sat there thinking, I'm like, man, this is the first time I've ever made a cut in a tournament and been home for dinner on a Sunday night. Like never once had that happened to me. So, you know, in five years or whatever. So it's like, usually you make a cut, you know, I have to wait till the next day, fly, fly 24 hours to get home on Monday or Monday night, whatever. And, and then be home. But that was the first time I ever played golf on Sunday morning and then was home for dinner. So that kind of like hit home a little bit. That yeah. was like, Hey man, this, this could be kind of sweet. Yeah. This is pretty, <laughs> this is pretty convenient. <laughs> These guys are, you know, they, and they do, you are in Malaysia now really yeah, far sure. from home. play. Yeah, so. trying to get home on a Monday. <laughs> so, I mean, do you, do you anticipate any complications with kind of trying to play to play both tours? I mean, I don't think so. The way, the way I was explained a little bit about was, you know, with the whole release thing, I guess is kind of, you know, um, what you might be asking. But, um, I think, I think they have like a criteria where you have to play an event every four years or something, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it really counts towards guys who are, you know, basically play their first, second, third year because they're just kind of playing wherever it's maybe more drawn towards guys like, you know, Rory or Rose guys who play both tours kind of thing, you know, makes them play the event every four years. So I don't think in my situation, it's really going to be that big of a deal. I think, I'll be able to kind of play where I want. I'll get the release and, and all that stuff, so it wouldn't be an issue. I just see, I mean, it's hard enough when I look at, like, the PGA Tour schedule and and how good the, the calendar is on that. I find a hard time, you know, I, I always picture myself, what would I want to play, what would mm-hmm. I do, et cetera. And it's hard to, like, say, I, I want to skip these events, and usually it's never two in a row that are like, all right, we're skipping mm-hmm. those two. To add, to take that factor of finding it hard to skip PJ Tour events and add in European Tour events mm-hmm. that you want to play and kind of the deadlines of when you need to notify tournaments and what you want to play, that doesn't stress you out at all. I'm stressing out about no, it for you. No, that's why I pay people to do that for me. <laughs> no, they, they, they're supposed to handle that stuff. Um, no, I, I've, gotten, I've gotten better over the years that, you know, if I'm, if I kind of have it made up in my mind that that's where I want to play, I tend to do well. If I don't... Yeah. If I'm kind of told I need to go this, play this, be there, and I, I really don't play that well, so um, I haven't had a full breakdown of the schedule. I I have looked at both schedules, I've, but I haven't really kind of sat down and made up my mind on what I want to do and where I want to go, kind of thing. Um, so, but I mean, once I do that in the off season, I'll I'll have a better understanding. But I do know I want to play more out west just to just to get another crack at those greens and those poa greens. So. Um, I'll probably play most of the West Coast, and then uh, there's just so many good events in Europe in the summer, you know. So it's like that's a pretty good, pretty good gig to you know run off, you know, four or five, six in a row over there. Right. So I'm trying to get my crew to go do that Irish yeah. Open, Scottish yeah. Open, Open great stretch run. every year. I mean, that was yeah, just as a fan and kind of semi. I didn't work very hard. I'm not gonna lie. In those <laughs> weeks, I played a lot more golf yeah. than than. Yeah, uh, I remember seeing you were playing every night or something. I, yeah. I saw you in Ireland, yeah. and you were like shouldn't you be playing right yeah, now <laughs> that's right. i pretty much did play every day but no it's kind of a i don't know a fun stretch to follow the tour and then play around the, mm-hmm. that that area for from a fan's perspective but yeah i mean all the i mean the guys it's just kind of the nature of professional golf you guys follow the money follow yeah. the purses and like the rolex series now that irish open was getting like two and a half million euros mm-hmm. as of like two years ago and now yeah. it's like a seven million euro yeah. event but, I mean, that, but every, funny everybody was still playing that though like yeah, I know, I know. Obviously, Rory played it, but I remember when it was at Carton House, and 
um, years ago when Paul Casey won it, you know, but that still had an unbelievable field. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember where it was the following year, but, uh, yeah, that, that's always been a, that's always been a strong staple one. And the, it's, the dates have moved. That used to be like in May. That I was think. in May. Yeah. And even as in fifth in 15, it was in May. Yeah. This year was the first year that it moved up to, to, to in front of the Scottish show. Yeah. Which is perfect time for it. Yeah. And they, well it is, but they were kind of hoping, I think that they would get more American guys to come over and play it. And it's tough to ask guys yeah. to come over and play three, three straight weeks. weeks. Yeah. Got, I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone did. It's hard to get guys to play three weeks in America, let it's alone true. overseas. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it, it, some guys want to come over and play the Scottish just as a warm up, yeah. but a lot of guys didn't last year because Dundonald was not a great warm up for Burkdale. Yeah. Next year is Gullen for the Scottish Open and then up to Carnoustie. Right. Right. Have you ever played Gullen before? I it's in East Lothian. It's kind of near like North Berwick and Muirfield. Yes. Okay. I think I've played it. The Scottish Open was there a couple of years ago. It, it was in f- 15 or 14. Yeah. 14 yeah. Where Ricky won there. Yeah. All right. I played there. Okay. First hole just dead straight up the hill. Yeah. It's the yeah. whole course is like based yeah. on this one yeah. hill, essentially. Right. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I've played there. That's but then you go up to Carnoustie. It's not a far, it's not a far trip in there. Yeah. I mean, not similar courses, but I don't think it's as, as, di- as no, different. No, but Golan's at least a little bit more linksy than, than this one was. What was yeah. Dundonald, Dundonald Links. Dundonald, yeah. Did you, yeah. did you play that one? I did. Yeah. Smooth MC. <laughs> yeah i wasn't a big fan of that course yeah. that whole area is unbelievable for golf and yeah. that, that, that there, was a, there was like two courses next door that looked amazing western gales yeah gales that's is right. unreal it's yeah, so good i don't phenomenal. think it really has tournament holding capacity yeah it was too short they were also everybody was saying it was short, too short and i just don't know if it can can manage a yeah. crowd that um, but um they had the did they have the scottish women's open the following week at Dundonald as well? They did. I think they, they, they hosted did. it back-to-back. They well. did, yes. Just like this one is. Yeah. This one's doing back-to-back. Yeah. With, I don't know if there was any controversy on, yeah. on the Way to go. driving race. I didn't do it, man. <laughs> it wasn't me. The PGA Tour also tweeted a video of like everybody warming up yeah. all over the course. So, yeah. So how it works this week, there's not really a driving range. Have you seen the concrete driving range? Or net, like the, the Left on nine? Uh, yeah. No, I've Have not. you been there before? I've just seen the netting. So supposedly, when the European Tour it was the Maybank, yeah, the, Maybank yeah, was out here, yeah, that that one year, I don't know what year, that they used that as the range, and like players were tweeting about it was the worst range ever, yeah. and and whatnot. So now they use like a hole from the East Course mm-hmm. that the women are going to play in two weeks. It's kind of for you guys to hit this week, which I mean, the, the two years I played Maybank, it's we've used this, yeah, these holes as a range, right? And, and then so yesterday when there was, so we're recording this on Saturday afternoon, there was the rain delay. You guys all had to go back and warm up. So guys were just sprawled out across yeah. a couple extra holes, yeah. hitting balls and warming up, and some LPGA players were not excited. Right. I did see people in front of the chipping green hitting over the trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a couple see spots. That. Yeah, but I don't know. The, yeah. You guys play ball in hand. I would assume the women are going to play ball in hand. Some I people were DMing so. me saying that they never play ball in hand for some reason. But like for this week, can can you imagine not playing ball in hand? No, that'd be terrifying. I mean, it's no, mud. The be, fairways are mud. Yeah, they're 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 soft, and the, the fact it's been raining every night doesn't help. But the greens are firm at least. They say yeah. the greens are rock hard. But yeah, uh, but yeah, no, that'd be that'd be terrifying. A quick break from Peter Uline to talk to you guys a bit about Golf Lives, which we talked about at the beginning, which is a new docu-series from Callaway Golf. You may remember uh, rap legend Scarface was in the very first episode that they profiled. And the most recent episode shows Arian Foster, which is really seriously very good video content. Um, 
Aaron Foster swings the club at 115 miles an hour, and it's he's always been a very insightful person. So to watch him kind of talk about golf and kind of talk about how you know he didn't have golf growing up as a kid, and how now he's retired with money at age 31. Uh, how much of a role golf plays. And uh, if you listen to this now, Monday, October 16th, is going to be the debut of the showdown between Arian Foster and rapper Scarface back in their hometown of Houston. Uh, it's a highly anticipated event. You can watch the entire series now at callawaygolf.com slash golf lives. I promise you won't be disappointed. It's honestly very good stuff. But for now, let's get back to Peter Uline. So what do you think of TPC Kuala Lumpur? I tell you what, once once TPC got a hold of it, they pumped some money into it. Yeah. They they've dolled it's it up. It's incredible condition. Yeah, they dolled it up. The yeah, just the whole, the cuts around the water and the bushes and uh, the flowers. They've they've done a really good job over. Because we went, um, I guess it was like three or four years ago. Was the last time I was here. Uh, it's you got to make a bunch of birdies. It's right. a wedge fest. You just yeah. Take it deep. yeah, you just got to make a ton of birdies. And I. I I didn't really see what what Perez is at. I know he's twenty one under. See twenty one through yeah, three yeah, Saturday afternoon, so he's up four twenty one under. Pretty good, yeah. I mean, it's just an app. Yeah, it's just a wedge fest. Every. I mean, ball in hand with wedges, you guys yeah. are gonna tear it up. There's, there's a couple strong holes, but you know, it's still their driver eight irons, really. If they're right, you know, if they're considered real strong, but no, it's 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 a wedge fest, and yeah, you just gotta gotta get it after the greens are at like a nice speed that you're not afraid of it getting away from you mm-hmm. so you can you can really be aggressive and hold some putts the narrow fairways are what makes it not appealing to me <laughs> visually but i don't know I've, I've, I've watched a lot of golf the last three days and you guys don't miss the fairways no. too often out no here. when they're soft i know it makes such a difference like that that's six hole i've hit driver every time like yeah. and it's fairways 10 yards wide i hit the fairway every time and it's just because it hits on top and just sticks there yeah but i played know. the pro-am wednesday and i did not hit a fairway did you not? I did not hit a fairway. Did you go for 14? Just assume the answer is yes. Yeah, I got it over on 14. Nice. I did. It was left of the green, and it plugged, and we almost never found it, and then a guy found it. Well, that's but not so bad. That's no, I, I cleared it. That was, yeah. my, that was my badge of honor. I'm uh, shocked that you didn't move that tee up today. It, it was 320, I think. Yeah. A little downhill, yeah. but I, I, I got it. I was pretty excited yeah. about it, but... Man, I hope did I play with Patrick Rogers. I hope he doesn't start spreading word about that. I lost like seven balls. Was it so? It was worse than when I played with you at. Uh, yep, we're in Cleveland. Yeah. Nice. Wow, I didn't think I played that bad. It was that bad of an impression. <laughs> <laughs> I shot like seventy nine from yeah. the back back tees with yeah. you guys. It wasn't like horribly embarrassing. Yeah. It wasn't good. What would you think of Wolfhammer? Wolfhammer was awesome. I just wish I knew how to like. I wish I wish you like if I played with you, you knew how to keep points because like. I just couldn't do it. Right. But the games were awesome. Yeah. Like it's the not names. that hard. Once you it's, once you get it. Once yeah. you get it. How many rules can you remember? I quizzed you on it during the middle of the round. You did pretty did. good. But I did all right. I remember like I remember some of it. <laughs> I like the, the fairway grade point, the polling point, yeah, the up and down or the bunker. What's that? Sandy. Sandy, yeah. Uh Junk Man is if miss ju- the fairway, miss the green, make par. Make par. Which one's the Saddam? Saddam is bunker to bunker. Bunker, bunker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The the Adolf, Adolf. Two yeah. shots in one bunker. Yeah. The Bin Laden bunker to water. Bin Laden bunker to water. That's right. The OJ. Double digits. Yeah. Double murder. <laughs> it's, yeah, it gets, it gets it pretty. It gets out there. <laughs> but, yeah, you took like 60 bucks off of me. Yeah. So, that's why yeah. you like it. I did like that game. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So, web finals. We got to tell, we got the story needs to be told of. So you show up your first, you mm. show up at the web finals, the first web final event at Scarlet Course in Columbus. 
came out and watched and you won you won yeah. the very first event just yeah. showed up and just won it's <laughs> not a big deal right yeah and yeah. and what what did you tell me when you walked off the 18th green my mind at that point was like man i can go play now i can go play in switzerland and british masters i don't need to play anymore like i got my card i'm out you know but yeah you were like no you should probably no, stick you, around you came up and you were like my web.com yeah, tour done. career is over yeah one I was, start i was one and done and that's not true i played twice in college um but yeah it was one pro event at web done um yeah i was thinking in my head i'm like god this is great i can go back and play some in europe you know whatever no big deal and they're like and you're like no no no, you should probably you should probably look into that you should probably keep playing <laughs> I, said, I didn't really i don't know I mean, obviously you have a goal to to, to get it done but then Chesson kind of blitzed it and well, it's, so yeah, you could have, you could have, you had your tour card yeah. locked up, yeah. but to win the finals, you get into the players, you yeah. just your priority goes yeah. skyrocket, and it wouldn't have been hard for you to win the finals right. if you kept playing. Did you now wish you didn't keep playing? So you yeah. didn't end up. Winning? I kind of wish. Yeah, I kind of. <laughs> did wish. you skip the tour championship? I did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I felt bad about it, but I wanted to get have a week off before nap, and then because because I was going to play six out of seven, gonna I needed I needed another yeah. week off. So. Um, so you so so I negatively affected you then. You should you could have just no no it wasn't your fault. It was <laughs> well, you were gonna go to the like to your press conference or whatever and say yeah, that you were done. I was done. You? Yeah, so you saved me a little bit because I would have looked like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so that would have been bad. But um, yeah, so that was uh, yeah, so that was that was my web career. Oh, I'm hoping that's my web career done. <laughs> so, but I, I'm glad I played Boise. Boise is a great city. Great yeah. city, cool little golf course. It's funny when we did the pod in February, we were laughing about like because part of the reason yeah. why you wanted to play the European yeah, tour yeah. is because you just weren't that keen on playing the web yeah. tour full time because you didn't necessarily want to go to Boise. Yeah, but, you, but you it turned Boise. out Boise is actually a really nice city. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed Boise. Um, what do you think is going to be like? What do you? I don't know. I, I was going to ask kind of what what are you going to miss most about playing the Euro tour full time? But it doesn't sound like you're gonna, it's going to feel that different to you. No, I probably the only the only things I'll I'll skip or, um, it's but I I don't know if I'll skip. I'll have to like I said I'll have to look at the scheduling with like Abu Dhabi, Dubai because I really like those events. It helps my coaches out there as well, so it kind of adds. It's like a little extra bonus to Sam, and um, I'll probably miss the events that I that I can think of off the top of my head that I've played this year. Um, I think Schwanee Open I'll miss, India I'll miss, I'll miss. Uh, I think a couple events in China. I'll probably miss and um but it just depends what I can get in stateside as well. Right. So it's a nice kind of like I I don't want to use the word fallback, but it's a nice thing to have that hey, it's like, oh well if you can't get into Riviera, well there's an event in Europe going on, I can go play over there. Right. Which is part And you're used to jumping that travel, yeah. it's not a big deal to yeah, you. Like I spoke to uh Kevin Tway when I was in Puerto Rico. And this was before he had, you know, a great run. I think he finished three straight top fives or something. So he was he was well down on the re-rank. And he said he Mondayed into Riviera. But other than that, he got into Torrey, I think he said. And he hadn't played for six weeks up to Puerto Rico. And it's like, man, that's... It sucks. Yeah, that's rough, you it's know. Tough. That's yeah. why I was trying to tell you, that you got to go in those finals, yeah, man. you're right. But <laughs> um, so at least I can kind of look at it that way. It's like, you know, if if you know if I'm not getting into these events and it's like, all right, well, I can still go play in Europe and, and keep my game sharp and, you know, try and, you know, I guess just jump up the world ranking, things like that. So that makes it nice. Do you have, like, goals necessarily for the PGA Tour next year? I mean, is that... No, because I'm still... 
like I said, because I still it have to work. Depends on what you get. Well, and I still have to finish this year. Right. You know, so it's like this year to me is, yeah, my year's not over. You know, it's like everybody's, you know, next year started for them, but my year is still hasn't finished yet. So, um, you know, I'm still trying to figure, complete the goals for this year and then starting up and I think Sony's first off. So starting up over there will be uh, starting with a new set of goals. So it's kind of a it's kind of a tough question to ask or, or to answer, I'm going to imagine. But it's got, well, it's like you've, you've had a lot of success on the European tour, but it's not like you were dominating the European mm-hmm. tour to the point where it just you had to graduate to the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. So where do you kind of feel like you slot yourself into when it comes to your your where you belong on the PGA Tour? Because I know internally some friends and I, we've discussed, we're, talk, we're already excited about the Ryder Cup next right. year. We're talking about potential guys. I would consider you in that category. Right. I wouldn't consider you a favorite for that right. at this point. So do you do you think that far ahead or is that kind of way more result thinking and not process thinking? Yeah, I think uh, that is. I think my first, I guess, goal is to finish out this year. I want to get top 15 in the world. That way I can kind of, yep. you know, get into the players, masters, things like that, get into majors. And that's that's how you make those things is once you're in those majors, WGCs, that's how you get. What's your ranking right now? I think mid-70s, I think. Okay. So that's how, that's how you get into those, the whole Ryder Cup discussions and things right. like that. So. Um, I don't know the way the U.S. team played this year at Presidents Cup. That's pretty impressive. So it's a tough team to crack. Yeah, it's a tough team to crack. And, uh, I mean, U.S. golf's yeah, it's it's gonna be good for a long time now. So it's it's pretty exciting. We just spent the entire last podcast just just basically celebrating yeah. twenty eighteen, <laughs> and the Euros were not that excited about no. that. But no, they'll be good as well, especially in France. It's always tougher to play on. Their yeah, side it is. It's game. definitely tougher to play there. Yeah. But I think I don't know. I, I, that that last one was such a beatdown that yeah. I know. Yeah. People yeah, people were way people were all yeah. over me for getting way too excited about that one. But <laughs> that's beside the point. Yeah. But I just didn't I just didn't know where where you felt like kind of where you belong. Cause, I mean I, I've talked to guys and, and I know you guys never wanna wanna put yourself too far out there in terms of right. being too outspoken about your confidence. But just in talking to guys in the past, you know, some like someone like J T saying like I was watching Spieth win all these tournaments and felt like, you know, I'm as good as him. And then he has this kind of breakout mm-hmm. year where he kind of proved that. So I, I didn't know if there was yeah. something where you're kind of like, you know what? I grew up with these kind of guys and feel like I'm on this level. Now I just got to go prove it. Yeah. It but does. it also kind of puts you in a tough spot to answer that. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. There's some, yeah, I guess that's all I can say. Is yeah. yeah. But I mean, I do play with those guys a lot and right. I know, I know where my game stacks up. And, um, although I didn't win a lot in Europe, I felt like, I contended more over there than I would have here in the States at an earlier age. So I feel like I've gotten, I've grown, I've gained a lot more experience being in contention. Like I said, albeit didn't win a lot, um, one, one time. So, but at least I got in that position a lot. It felt like to me a lot that, you know, if I come over here, I can feel a little bit more comfortable in situations. You feel like like you belong when you, when you show up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I would imagine that makes a big difference. It does. If you come out at, 22 23 or whatever and you're playing right. full-time on the tour there might be a adjustment period where you're kind of figuring out if you belong right. yeah, yeah it's almost one of those things where you guys come off first year out and it's like oh that's a heck of a job to just keep your card well it's not, now that i'm you know my first year on tour that's not really my mindset it's just to keep my card like right i'm trying to trying to win i'm trying to get top 50 i'm trying to you know like you said make the Ryder cup i mean that's you know what what i feel like you know what you want to try and do how many tour events did you play this past year and like were you trying to get like the non 
FedEx. I mean, I'm sure you were trying to get. So you could you could have qualified with your sponsors exemptions if you right. got equivalent yeah, to the previous year's yeah. top 125 points FedEx now. Cup points. Yeah. yeah, it's points now. Um, yeah, I think Puerto like Puerto Rico and uh, I think in I think I had a top 25 in Houston and Memorial and I uh, made the cut in uh, Saturday cut in Memphis and um, but kind of after that like when I. I guess maybe I was thinking that at that point, but when I played well with the French and kind of jumped up the race to Dubai, I kind of put trying to get my car right. that way kind of on the back burner. Because you had the I, web finals to fall back on. Exactly. Yeah. I knew I feel I figured I already had that locked up, and um, and then obviously with the race to Dubai, it, uh, you know, I got to like I said, I want to try and finish high up that yeah. way. So um, I felt like that kind of that that allowed me to play those web finals, which which was a nice little perk to have. I feel like you're as good of a guy to ask about this as any. What do you feel about the future from a world tour perspective? And do you, <laughs> you, know, you probably want it right now. Yeah. You know, I do you fear like my fear on it is it makes a lot of sense for like top 100 guys. Yeah. That next tier, those guys don't sound too crazy about the idea. It sounds like it's going to happen. I could see it happening. I can almost like for the, I don't want to say for the betterment of golf, but like, it could be like to help grow the game. Right. Like the money is like over in Asia. Like this is kind of where the cash is. Looking yeah. next week in Korea, nine, <laughs> nine and a half mil. Nine, nine 9.25 for yeah. 80 guys. Yeah. It's the largest purse, non-major, non-WGC, non-players. This is Asia's, any of them. Asia's where like they want top players. Yeah. Like this is where it's going. And you know, you kind of have, you know, I think the PGA tour China, I don't know if that's fallen off or not. I don't know if that's still around. Um, so that's become basically a free market, you know, if Europe pounces on that. And I know there's been talks with Europe trying to join with the Asian tour and, and all these other tours and basically trying to get a global tour. And then, you know, PGA obviously has their, has America and Canada, um, in Latin South America. But, um, yeah, I, you just, I just feel like for the betterment of the game, I think maybe a global tour wouldn't, would be great. You know, it's. Yeah. It just helps grow the game, get more people involved, keep get more people interested. I mean, if you can get a country like China that has that many people involved, and I mean that'd be huge for all the companies right. and, and all the industries. So, uh, well, I just look at like I think this Korean event is going to change things. I really yeah. do. I think it's a it's a big deal. I've heard guys buzzing about it this week, and I think I don't know. I have no idea what their future plans are for a tournament in Japan. Yeah, but I think that would make a ton of sense. Yeah. And yeah, but they have their own tour. They do great. And the Japanese tour is really, really good. But I mean, this is a, what a co-sanctioned event with the Asian tour. One Asia week, or this week? This, this week's week Asian is, tour. So next, next week's one Asia, right? Or this, or is it Korean tour? It must be. It's got to be Korean. I tour. don't know how that works. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It's my first time over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so like, yeah, why couldn't you co-sanction one with? Uh, yeah. I guess it's not the it's, same network. It's funny. I was. Uh, who was I chatting? To? I was chatting to somebody last week about doing a co-sanction like pga european tour like if they would ever do it and uh i forget the answer but it, it kind of just came up in a conversation that it's like hey that that actually could technically work but they do that with the wgc's yeah. but there's also pga tour events and european yeah, tour exactly. events in the same week so yeah. um so there's two issues in the game i want to talk to you about one we've talked about a bit to start it's easier one. Don't I see your okay. eyes? Sorry, good. Uh, backstopping. What I'm calling backstopping. It's when you guys are playing and you've let's say you've chipped up two feet past the hole. I saw y'all talk about that. Yeah. With the Finau thing. Yeah. 
Wow, and is, yeah, people are right there. They're all going your ball off on that. behind the hole, and and not marking it while your player, not like your opposing player, your playing partner is chipping. I I, I can see both sides. Okay. I can see. Yeah, obviously, it doesn't look great. Like it, it does. It could come off as looking. Wow, that's you're helping that. You know, you're not protecting the field. Blah blah blah. But I could also see it like. If it was my shoes and I and I chip it close and somebody's in the bunker, I don't want to run up there because then they'll think, "Wow, you're a dick," you know. <laughs> you know, but yeah. Like, obviously, because it could be like it could you could be playing with a buddy. Like I don't know who Finau was playing with. I don't know. What it was Jason Kokrak's ball, and supposedly he was like thirty yards down the fairway. He was yeah. hitting a, a. It's. Yeah, I just I. It's a gray I, area. It is a very gray it's area. It's tough, and it, it. I don't know. I. I I don't know. There's I, some instances though when you guys have plenty of time to get up there yeah, and mark your ball. Uh, I totally agree. And there, so the question is, if, and Jeff Shackelford's made this point. Go ahead. So, so if it's me, if I'm in the bunker and I see the guy I'm playing with, you know, going yeah. rather quickly up to the, I'll let him go. Yeah. You know, if his hands in his pocket, I'll let him go. But if he's kind of just stood by the side of the green and staring at me, right. Just play. Yeah, I'm just gonna hit it. So yeah, the rule, the technical rule is, if player A has stated that he wants to mark his ball, yeah, you have he, to let him. Right. Yeah, yeah. But no one ever does that. There's something funny with that. I remember thinking in junior golf, I was playing somewhere, and once you, like, if if I was going up there to mark it, and I asked them if I want if they want me to mark it, they can't. Like, I have to mark it at that point. Like, if there's something like that, like, I remember. I don't know. I remember thinking I was in like a like a cannon cup thing and I got a penalty or something or I lost the hole because I asked them to not mark or, or I don't know. There was something weird, but there is, there is, you can't ask them to not mark it. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think that was what I asked. If they want to mark it, they have to give them a chance. Yeah. They have to mark it. Yeah. 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 That's why if like I see a guy, even if he's 10 yards off the green, if his hands in his pocket looking like he's going to mark it, yeah, I'll just wait and let him go mark it. But if he's just kind of like standing by his bag or just looking at me, yeah, and it's like, all right, well, then I'm just going to hit. So I've seen the point made. I've heard Jeff Shackelford make the point of, like, in college events, you don't, with your teammate, you wouldn't leave your own ball there. That's the argument against doing it. And that, and yeah. you don't see it really with Ryder Cup, President's Cup, guys leaving their own ball close by a hole to Can potentially be used. I mean, I don't. Yeah, but I n- guess I've never seen that, like, in in four balls. Right? Like, But you don't see guys even do it. You don't even bring that. You don't even see the question. you don't even see like the fishy thing of like a guy like hitting it too far by to get maligned kind of thing. Right, you yeah, don't you ever don't see, see that. that. So that's where kind of do you I, s- the, it's kind of a little bit of a buddy system. So I I, I initially yeah. roll my eyes at it, and the more I've kind of paid attention to it, I'm like, just in in general, in th- the theory, obviously you play with playing partners to keep score and for whatever reason. But in theory, a player's ball should not affect your yeah. own ball. And I know it may seem minuscule, but that it, the, it kind of culminated into the Finau moment, which yeah. it cost Chesson Hadley and, and Phil. I don't feel bad for Phil, but I, for <laughs> Chesson, FedEx Cup points, yeah. $100,000, and it, it could have been a T-set, T2 if that ball doesn't hit Kokrak's ball. Yeah. And I just think it's kind of a hot-button item, and I've heard some players weigh in on tour and just kind of wanted to hear hear a player kind of talk about yeah, it. I've seen a few people talk about it, and they're it, – I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's just kind of like what I said. Like, if, if somebody's running up there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's but, not outside the rules yeah. to do it. And that's where you know, that's, some people will play, look, I'm going to use – I don't like the phrase, use the rules to my benefit, but say I'm still playing within the rules of the game to yeah. do this. And I, I think by all means you are. The thing that I find kind of funny, it's like people are like, oh, well, you're using it as a backstop. It's like, well – if I'm going to hit that golf ball, you'd think I'd aim at the hole. Like, if I was good enough to hit that right. ball – 
I should probably like right. But it's if you miss, it could help you. Yeah, it's. I know you're not aiming for the ball. Right. Nobody's aiming for the ball. Right, but it could potentially help you. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I don't know. It's a gray area. I mean, but some I've talked to some players that are like, it's totally within my right, and technically yeah. it technically no, 100%, is. Yeah. And I've talked to some players that are like, no, nah, like that that wouldn't fly with me. Like I hate that. Blah blah blah. I hate. Yeah. I see. I hate what I'm seeing. All of some of this stuff. So. That's right. Yeah, you can kind of. Yeah. You embrace debate. Yeah. You could see guys hating it, and then yeah. you, but you, I don't know. Like it's I tough. wouldn't. Like it just depends who you're playing with as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it makes a difference. But maybe it's like, but it kind of like goes down to if it's seventy second hole, and a do you're yeah. playing against a guy that you know has is beating you by one, and your ball's right behind the hole. You're yeah, that. yeah. Ooh, I just got you. Mm, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, all right. Thank you for indulging me for these hot topic issues and catching up on everything going on with your career. Best of luck the rest of the fall series, the race to Dubai, and, of course, next year on the PGA Tour. And uh, we'll have to have you back again soon. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You got it. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah! I mean, that's... Better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect.